0: Hello, how are you guys? Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to another episode of Listen with my co host, Lauren Evans. We are here with another episode of Bachelorette Banter, and it has been a long time coming. I'm your host, Rupal Goyle, but you can call me Roops. This is a show where I give hot takes and social commentary on topics I really have no business giving hot takes about, but I do it anyway. Each week, I cover a different topic with a super cool and qualified featured guest. This week, we'll be talking about the most recent Bachelorette season with our two Bachelorettes, Claire Crawley and Tasha Adams, and go into you know how we feel, what we've noticed so far, and what we anticipate for the road ahead. So without further ado, let's roll. Lauren Evans back in business would you like to introduce yourself to the newbies
1: sure I am Lauren Evans as she said I am friends with roots and I have seen every episode of the bachelor franchise in its entirety so yeah I guess
0: that's my expertise that brought me to this bachelor banter episode uh, for those of you who have not listened to previous Bachelor or Bachelorette banter episodes, it's Lauren and I being obnoxious on pod about um, episodes we've seen. And I think we've done two full seasons or we've done one full season. We, sure did, don't
1: know. we did Colton's season. We did Colton's sure.
0: season in the entirety. Yeah. <clears throat> we, we did a couple, maybe um, Hannah Brown's season. I think so. I think we did the entirety of Colton's and then we did a little bit of Hannah's. And then um, we did not do Peter's, I don't think, because we're just <laughs> going to gloss right over that one. Um, and here we are. <laughs> we're back now. <laughs> here we are. This is, you know, people have been asking, believe it or not, folks actually listened and learned. So, well,
1: you did this to yourself, shocking,
0: but okay, <laughs> exactly. You asked for this and I do nothing if not deliver for my uh, rupees. <laughs> so let's just dive right in, uh, Claire. Uh, what the hell?
1: I think that's a big question of Claire's portion of the season. Just
0: what's going on? Like what? What happened there? I mean, this is spoiler heavy, obviously, for those of you who are listening. I have a couple of things to kick us off with. First of all, I started with a lot of opinions. And upon further, you know, reflection, I think my main emotion is just uh, empathy and sadness um, because being in the public space after going through, you know, past trauma and then coming onto a show like The Bachelorette where, you know, emotions can feel very uh, heightened just due to the atmosphere and producer manipulation and things like that. That we don't always, as the viewers, get the full story of what's going on. There are valid, constructive criticisms about this season that you know Lauren and I are going to go through. But at the end of the day, I just feel sad that um, her edit was so evil. Like producers were just bent on making her look like she dunked on The Bachelorette and decided to ruin everything. Um, instead of someone who was, you know, genuinely trying to find someone. And I mean, she found someone, you know, fairly quickly. And, you know, I have my own opinions about how the bubble can, you know, make you feel like you found your one true love because you have literally nobody else around you. But at the same time, again, first question, what the hell? So. Yeah,
1: I think she came in, obviously, with I mean, I don't want to say a target on her back, but she came in with people wondering what her season was going to be like because, I mean, a lot of the new viewers don't know who she is and had never seen her in anything. And some people, you know, I'll go ahead and be the older person here. We knew who she was. We were also concerned as to, like, why is this person now choosing to be the lead when that sort of seemed like something that should have happened years ago? So I think it was really. She was sort of starting from behind almost as we were all trying to figure out what was going on with her. Then you add, like you were saying, with the bubble, with the coronavirus, you know, she's been at her home alone. And honestly, that kind of is not great for her either because her season kind of did get ruined in the beginning. And that kind of, uh, I think, allowed it to derail because if you have a lot of time on your hands and you have a list of suitors and you know how to find them on the internet, what are you going to spend your time doing? So I think she sort of started maybe in not the most, see, and I don't even want to say not the most honest place, but not the purest place maybe of I'm just now meeting these guys coming out of the limo. She had already met them.
0: Exactly. And I mean, I'm not going to basher for doing her internet stalking because guess what i do that women all of us not even just women everyone all day every day we are really good at stalking we're very good at it and i have you know fallen into the trap of you know whether it's an influencer or someone off of um the internet or tiktok or whatever like seeing someone's filtered life on instagram forming my opinions about them or putting them on a pedestal and then creating this image that's, you know, may or may not be true in my head about how they are, their personality, their values and stuff, all from social media. And you do end up, you know, looking at this person and creating this reality with them that is probably not realistic because again, social media is your filtered view of yourself that you put out there to put out a certain expectation. And the fact that, you know, she did that and looked in and fell in love, you know, primarily in the beginning off of people's social medias, as, you know, that's that's the big question. Like, everyone kept asking, like, have you guys met each other? And she said, no, I have never met Dale. We never spoke, but I did, you know, creep on his social. And that's, that's that does a lot more than you think, yeah. I would say.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like she probably, I mean, again, she like the rest of us probably had not a lot to do. So she had plenty of time to go all the way back to the beginning of every guy's Instagram account. And you can kind of, you know, determine from that, whether you think you hit it off with that person or with their family or with whatever lifestyle they have. So you can kind of mark people off before you even meet them. I mean, again, like you were saying, I think we all do that already. So she kind of came coming in that way. It really just added to the negativity that was already kind of surrounding her season was, you know, she was coming in. No one knew who she was. They wanted other people maybe. And then she shows up and she has already made up her mind. <laughs> and we don't get to see any of the fun part.
0: Exactly. And it's it's interesting because I've heard, you know, that most bachelors and bachelorettes have an idea of their, you know, final one, two, three, four pretty early on. But they continue you know with the process, because it helps them figure out what they're really looking for, if their initial expectation of who their final one is is uh, in line with you know reality. And I think the reason everyone got so pressed this season is because Claire kind of threw that process out the window and said, "You know, I'm going to do what feels right to me and what makes me happy." And it's it's interesting because if this had not been happening, you know, on television, none of us would have batted an eye. It's just a normal woman doing normal dating things um, and wanting to spend time with the guy she likes. But there's this added layer of, like you said, coronavirus and this perceived disrespect of the time and the energies that, you know, these 30 men have spent coming and wanting to experience things. And so, I mean, there were a lot of ways that I, I think it could have been handled a little bit better. But at the end of the day, I don't think I have it really in me to feel anything other than empathy uh, for her, which I feel like is me growing since episode one of Bachelor (laughs) Banter, where I wouldn't have, you know, (laughs) batted an eye and waited a second to, you know, rip this woman to shreds. But yeah, growth, that's what we stand.
1: Yeah. Also, she clearly was coming to the table in a... I mean, we've already said weird situation, unprecedented, if you will. And she obviously has some issues with maybe her singleness and her age and her father and all of these things that to me were kind of. Obviously, she has not worked through these things. She has not thought it through. She has not figured out maybe even how she feels about it. And she's offering these things up to strangers and to the American television audience. And I, again, like, I just feel empathy because I understand, obviously having your own issues, you've got to sort through and all that. And I cannot imagine trying to do that on national television. But also, why are you trying to do that on national television?
0: Like, this is not this is uh, not the right platform
1: <laughs> for you to be figuring out how to date. They have like therapists and stuff on staff. I know that's true. So I know that there are people there who are qualified, but they don't work for you. They work for the bachelor. They work for the television franchise who's trying to have a TV show. So exactly. I don't know. It just I felt like they a a lot of it was maybe a group of people taking advantage of her to get what they want.
0: Oh, of course. To get the reactions they were looking for, to I mean, there were so many little things that happened that initially I watched and I was pissed. I was like, that is like dumb. Why did (laughs) Claire react like that? And then I realized it was probably like producers doing that. Like, for example, this is a criticism I have is when Yosef was going off the rails, I'm glad he's gone and glad he's not coming back to the franchise, you know, ew. But um, when he was going off, all of these guys were, you know, trying to help her out and swarm and protect her um and tell him off and in subsequent you know scenes you see that claire's like dale's the only one that spoke to me like i looked up and i saw dale coming to you know take care of me and help me and we as viewers saw that that wasn't the case like it wasn't just dale it was all these guys but she only saw dale whether that's her tunnel visioning to dale or um the producer is like pushing Dale towards her when she's alone and vulnerable. That's a different situation. But like, that's an example of something that I saw that initially when I watched, I was like, Claire, there were so many men in front of you. Why do you keep discounting them for Dale? And then I think about it, I was like, wait, Mm, not sure actually. (laughs) But then there are other things that she did that, I don't know, like we all have our opinions of how we would have handled. And I personally thought that going on a group date and, having one guy take you away for 45 minutes while the others just kind of sit around is really awkward. And then being the woman who's like, you're not here to bro out. Like you should be here to be here with me, but then you're not spending that time with them. That kind of, I was a little confused.
1: It feels like mixed signals because she started out with, I am independent. I am older. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what I'm looking for. I'm not here for any nonsense. You know, they showed the clip of her leaving Juan Pablo several times, and then, you know, suddenly she wants a man to chase her around and protect her. And not that you can't have both of those things, but to me, that's sort of
0: conflicting advice for her suitors. Sorry, I blanked out in the middle of what you were saying. Um... (laughs) I just got a DM response back from Zach Clark, who is, you know, currently my number one on Tasha season. Yes. And I had asked him to be on the podcast. And he said, please look me up in the new year. Thank you so much for reaching out. Keep going. We will be oh, reaching Jesus. out in the new year. <laughs> oh my God. He said keep going because that's his tagline for his recovery center. Thank you. <gasps> Lauren, I'm going to start crying You're best already. I think. What'd you say? Your best friends already. This is great. I'm about to lose my mind. This is, this is beyond. Okay. Um, I had sent him that message. Let me tell you just for reference. I sent him that Friday, not expecting any responses. So the fact that he saw that and said something is, Okay, Jesus. okay, I need to like take a breath. Um, I don't know what you were saying, my girl. <laughs> no, I don't either. and it doesn't matter.
1: I think that we should maybe move on to Taisha. Uh,
0: yes, absolutely. Here's what I think. Okay. I mm-hmm. love her. Um, yes. She has brought a beautiful energy. I was screaming when she came in night one and all the dudes, like jaws dropped eyebrows shot to the sky and when she was like like let's get this party started like eight different guys just flocked her ready to start and she's yeah. like don't everybody start at once <laughs> oh My God, yeah i think one good thing abc
1: has done for us because they recognize we're in a hard place right now as a nation they have given us a hot bachelorette and a hot bachelor coming up like at least no matter what happens on this season taste hot matt is hot at least we get that
0: yes Cannot, could not be happier. There are a lot of really wonderful guys on this season. Like, okay, there's a
1: place to start. Yes. That links the two. We have to talk about poor Jason.
0: Oh my
1: God. Claire did some emotional, like, warfare on Jason out in the desert where he was throwing his feelings just willy nilly to the wind and breaking things against rocks. And then ditched him. Tell me your deepest secrets. Then I'm
0: about to leave. And I'm gonna leave you with Taysha. I thought that date was so gross. Like, yeah. I I hate to be, you know, judgmental and mean, but forcing someone to emotionally like spill their guts, and especially past trauma that is clearly something that is like very big in this man's life like you can tell like it was really just eating him up and having him spill it on tv so you could like have this emotional bonding session for the cameras it really freaked me out and i know it's not her decision dates are not planned by the bachelor or bachelorette it's by like the team of producers but i don't know it kind of made me feel a little icky for using someone's Uh, grief or past trauma or sadness for television ratings and her playing therapist with him and being like tell me everything like I'm so happy you've been comfortable like it's so attractive that he's opening up and is like emotionally intelligent or whatever like all of that just like I don't know it kind of rubbed me the wrong way especially because I would not like to have like you know my past aired out as like the trauma circus and who it's sort of you
1: would not spill your guts. To a person on the first date, you just wouldn't. That's not normal. And the added pressure of, but the cameras are on and we're going right now. So you need to say something. I don't know. I just felt it was sort of like a lot of the people who come on the show, either as the lead or as, you know, people trying to win the lead, they are hurt by past traumas. We all know this. That's a lot of the way they get to be on the show because they have these stories that they're bringing with them. And you should have known this was a terrible idea. And just, I feel like she put herself out there in a way that was like, I will walk with, like, walk with you through this. And, like, we'll talk about it together. And we'll, you know, get through this together. And then she bailed. I just, I don't know. I don't blame him for just altogether leaving. Because that is, like, a big issue in the trust department for me. So, I would also be like, you know, I'm probably going to be done with this sh- franchise altogether.
0: I would be so, so upset. And it would, I would have reacted the exact same way if someone like had me feeling comfortable enough to open up. Um, It takes me a while. It takes a really deep amount of trust and respect for me to talk about, you know, my past or whatever is going on with me with people. And so if you are one of the folks that has heard about that, like to my friends listening, to my peers at work and everything, anyone that knows, like, you know I have a great amount of love and trust for you um, if I tell you that kind of stuff. And if you were to not throw it back in my face, because that's not what she did, but if you were to take it and, I don't know, emotionally shatter me on television, okay. <laughs> I would be if you oh, used the look.
1: Or of the shattering of the whatever that was they were shattering on the
0: rocks. Yeah, like writing down your fears or insecurities or whatever and throwing them against the rocks. I don't know. Engaging in a trust exercise with me only to go around and break that trust and break everyone's trust really, I don't know, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and again, I know like dates aren't planned by her, but at the same time, execution was poor. So I put that on. I put that on the franchise. Yes, agreed.
1: I feel like the other guys, though, are into Tasha. I mean, I think most people on the planet would be into Tasha. Oh, my God. Yeah. they were. Other than him, I think the rest of them seemed like they were at least willing to give it a shot, even though it's kind of a wild thing to happen.
0: They, listen, all of those men were hard-eyeing her the moment she walked in. I saw, it was so funny, I think about this, one of my friends said, Ivan, when she walked in, he was a new man filled yeah. with hope. And that is so funny because yes. he really, like, he, she comes in and I see him, just his total face changes. Uh, he's so cute. He is just, he's cute in his, I don't know.
1: I mean, how much he likes Tasha. You can just tell how much he likes her. And yeah.
0: just, like you said, all the time, hard eyes from Ivan now. All, like, all these guys are giving her, like, all of the lovely attention and respect and kindness and just authenticity that she's been looking for and that she deserves and it's really heartwarming like here this is the point where i tell you the men that i would die for okay Okay. in no particular order because they're all icons uh zach c yes um the one who radiates serene uh mature energy i trust him when jason was leaving and he was like Talking him through it and saying that you know he's a really strong person and considerate and everything. I just sat there and I was like, um, if this doesn't work out for you, I am here. Yes, I'm available.
1: <laughs> when he went up and broke out the little fight between what are their names, Jason and um, Ed. Ed, yes. When he went up and was like, you two need to settle down. I was like, I feel that on such a personal level. Just telling people to settle down. I oh really gosh. Feel.
0: When he was like, I couldn't care less about this. I was yes. like,
1: dude. Has exactly the vibe that I'm looking for in human beings. He's,
0: yeah, he's really radiating like glue of the group, kind soul, Mm
1: -hmm. good person.
0: And I love his background. Okay. Like he runs this um, place called Release Recovery, I believe. And it's um, a sober living, basically, recovery facility, if I'm getting that, if I remember correctly. But it's just like, I love seeing people right now on this show. are mature that have real adult jobs oh my gosh and that are not falling into the you know um gen z instagram follower trap like he doesn't even have a bachelor in his bio he's not even like z clark official like it's just his name it's just his living facilities uh like a handle and just photos of him and him having a good time and doing good work i think that's really good it's like similar to like Ivan, who's like an engineer, or Riley, who's a medical malpractice attorney. Like these folks have real human, <laughs> like adult <laughs> jobs and yes. are just normal. And I really like that. And I, I thought it was, I, I want to hear what you thought about Tasha trying to explain what an influencer is without using the word influencer. Oh my God. Um, I think I heard it best from
1: another, um, podcast actually and where they said she is in the beauty and lifestyle vertical um she was you know but I mean I guess to her credit how do you explain that but at the same time we all know what you're doing and I think you can go ahead and say I am an influencer and just leave it at that not be like I'm in the beauty and lifestyle space I don't really know what that means? What space are you talking about? I don't know, because I am not in that space. So maybe
0: just say what you are. It's like it's it's no harm to say you're an influencer. I just thought that was so funny because she says that and then immediately is like, "Oh, I'm an attorney," and she's like, "Oh yes. wow." <laughs> it's I love these dudes. Love. Okay, see so who did I say? I love Ivan Zaxi. Um, I I can't not talk about Bennett. <laughs> and how much I adore him I <laughs> yes don't, I agree I love him I love his energy I love his weird Clark Kent physique um yeah. and the fact that he's so unapologetically himself bougie and wild we love yeah, to see kind
1: it. of I'm drawn to his sense of humor he has he's kind of I don't know he's a little drier I guess than the other guys he doesn't seem like a person who's Having a lot of, you know, like just immature physical humor that we see a lot on The Bachelorette from boys being boys, if you will. And he seems to have, I don't know, I guess having a couple years on people makes you a little more mature. I don't know. Which is immature? Not sure. I'm wondering how Harvard is feeling about this. Uh, free maybe-
0: free promo. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: it. Like they either need to put him on a commercial or maybe revoke whatever they have given. him.
0: <laughs> Degree snatched. Yeah. <laughs> love Bennett. Love, I love um Ben.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah.
0: Like golden retriever energy radiating. Um yeah, I have.
1: I think my only hesitation with him is he seems he seems like a great guy I don't have any hesitation about that but he seems so like he either is nervous or he just like he just doesn't know what's going on so he kind of comes off to me like he is like I'm gonna say this am I saying the right thing I don't know if I'm saying the right thing like I wish he would have a little more confidence in being whoever he is because I feel like I don't know
0: anything about him other than his name And that she likes him. He's very, I think he's very conscious of his actions and his words. And that's why he doesn't, it's not, I don't want to say it comes off as insecure, but he comes off as a little like someone needing like the security of this person is to me. Um, or like just the just the head nod that yeah, I'm here for you. So I felt really sad on that last episode where he didn't get to have like the nightcap. And then she was like, I wish you would have spoken to me. And he just looked so sad. I was like, Oh, rip. Um, about Brendan. I was just about to say, "Oh my god, iconic. I love him. Um, I love their bonding." He is a guy for me that when I
1: was before the season started, when everyone was looking at the guys and reading their bios and like joking with each other about all these guys, he did not even come up on my radar at all. Like I don't even remember anything about him. Then he just shows up with what I'm going to call husband energy. Like Maybe this is not the man you see, like, I don't know, in some crazy, like, rom-com situation. But he is a man who will help you take your kids to school and who will help you pay your bills and who will just generally be a life partner, I feel like, to you.
0: So sweet. He's so sweet. He's just, like, he's so calm. I love his demeanor and energy where he just, like, He's just so smooth and nice. Yes. Like naturally. Just naturally. He's not like putting on an act. And I really like their conversations thus far about their lives, you know, post-divorce and dating and coping. And I thought that's like really important stuff to be talking about. And I'm glad they normalized it on TV. Agreed. I love love him.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think this is... I think he would be eaten alive on Bachelor in Paradise. I think him <laughs> getting to have one-on-one a pretty early on one-on-one with Tasha was good because he can kind of present himself how he is. So she already has this, you know, background with him and he's not having to act crazy on group dates to get her attention. He can just be the normal guy that you're you- like, thank goodness, give me a break and let's come talk over here so I don't have to talk to them anymore.
0: And he doesn't even need to. I trust him. Yes. I totally trust him. (laughs) Like, there are a couple of guys on the season so far that I just implicitly trust without having any prior knowledge of them or what they do. Yes. I just looked at them and I was like, you radiate energy that I trust. And that's just, you know, that's just how it be. A man I don't trust implicitly is Chasen. And I'm not even going to waste yours or mine's energy to uh go into that whole chase and ed debacle is just nonsense so i just don't think chasen uh, you know i just don't want
1: to be ugly i don't think <laughs> that chasen is very <laughs> i don't know how to say it in a nice way i think he you know he's coming in and he's calling taisha a smoke show and frankly who doesn't want to be called a smoke show and all everyone else is being kind of offended by it for, I mean, valid reasons. There are reasons you wouldn't want to be called that, I guess. But he, you know, they want him to say more words. I don't know if he knows more words. Like, I think he's doing his best and he's being honest. Like,
0: I don't know. He, you know, I I felt bad for him because the drama they caused with him was so absolutely unnecessary. There was no reason to but be he's like... Looking for that. Like, yeah, there's none of this was important nor necessary. And in the wise words of Zach, I couldn't care less (laughs) about what you're talking about. I thought it was funny when he would consistently talk about the Wolverine coming out. That was hysterical to me. This is what
1: I'm saying. I think he's, I think his heart is honestly in the right place. Yeah, exactly. He's bringing what he's got to the table. And we're having to now deal with
0: it. Yeah, we just have to. I'm not going to really noodle into what's going no. on there. Exactly. It's just, you know, let him live his life, whatever. Um, good for him. Um, Damar, I love him. That's it. Oh Yes, me too. He, I think,
1: made the Arizona State joke. About Bennett not being able to spell. Yes. <laughs> Harvard and I went to Arizona State. Oh my gosh, that joke. Immediately, I was like, I have not been paying attention to you.
0: I'm paying attention now. Yes. <laughs> Sorry for yes. this. That. that is exactly it. He was really, he's underrated. He was flying under the radar. And now he is on my radar. And I am paying attention. Damar, if you're listening. Hello, we love you. Yeah, I have nothing we to say. You. I have to be, I gotta be respectful. So, you yeah. know, if all else fails. Ed. It's pretty much how I feel about Chasen's. So I'm not even going to go into that. No. Ivan, we already know we love him. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure. Joe. Joe, the anesthesiologist. Again, with the husband energy. Husband. He's like, so cute. That. He has a oh, nice. real
1: job. He's being honest. He is not being mean to anyone. Like, he's a person that you're like, okay, I'm done listening to these people yell at each other. Let's go over here and talk.
0: Exactly. And, and during the wrestling where he was just making jokes about, you know, love and kindness. Yeah. I was just, I was vibing. I hate the weird macho dates they set up where it's like guys having to like fight each other and stuff. It makes me uncomfortable. I feel so, like we could do a whole episode about the worst dates ever. And a oh lot of people have been on God. this season. Yep. But Joe, Joe's energy. Yes. Agreed. So absolutely amazing who else is around no no on his mustache whatever next (laughs) (laughs) i don't even i'm tired you know i think we have to talk about easy (sighs) loved easy thought he was great um until like i read the allegations and that was only like yesterday so up and up until yesterday i was telling people like oh my god i love him he's great And then I read that and now I have to rescind everything I've said. Um, Yeah. I feel like I don't,
1: I don't want to kind of wade into that, I guess, because I don't feel like I know enough about it either way to say one or the other, but just his appearance on the show, I felt like he, he's like a Wells. He's like a, um, I'm trying to think of other people. He is a person that if, as we've heard is coming later in the season, Chris needed to step out easy could step in or he would be like a natural on bachelor in paradise because he has a personality and he's also confident and obviously looks good. So that's helpful. I don't know what happens now because I don't really know where all this is going.
0: I don't exactly. And I don't know how, you know, bachelor handles that kind of stuff. I've, I have not, uh, been familiar with those types of seasons or those types of contestants. So, all I'm going to say is, uh, I hope We'll let Garrett win. So, who knows? Just, oh. <sighs> I know, but thank God, Becca is living her best life now. Shout out yeah. to Becca. But yeah, you shout know, out to Becca be on the pod. I don't know it's gross. So I'm going to move on. Um, you guys can do your research on that. I I'm oh, not. Gosh. Make your own choice. Exactly. I'm not educated enough to speak on it, so I'm not going to, but I'm not going to give them airtime. Okay. Who who else is still like in her group of men? Because I've been tunneling I've been tunnel visioning onto a couple and it's like very Yeah. I'm
1: thinking I mean, I definitely think that Zach and Brendan and I don't know. I'm trying to think of like her top people.
0: I haven't. I haven't um, read any spoilers because no, I, w- I wanted this season to be unspoiled because Taysha deserves my undivided, non spoiled attention. If I had to make an educated guess, I think her top four would be Ben, mm-hmm. Zach, yeah. Ivan, and Brendan. Zach, that's good. I think that's. I think. Um. I think that's my educated guess. I don't think the folks like. I love, you know, Spencer is beautiful and all, but I don't, again, I haven't seen any like substance based conversations and whereas with the others, I've seen her actually like really like them. So. Yeah. I think those are good
1: guesses. I definitely think Bennett to me seems like top five. Like I think um, he goes pretty far just because of his personality. I mean, he won that competition when he shouldn't have won it. So obviously we're pushing him to the front for some reason. Chasen will probably stick around because he's attractive and she likes kissing him. So, you know, you got to do you, I think so good for her. I feel like easy. will stay around for a while too. Cause of his personality.
0: Exactly. It's cause he's, he's everyone's comfortable around him. I think there are a couple of guys in the house that are you like, you know, currently universally liked and respected because uh, they don't really engage in nonsense. Um, And, you know, I hate saying here for the right reasons, but, you know, they're, I hate it. God, I hate it. But like, they're here because they like, are they have pure intentions, right? And they are kind, smart, funny. I just, I can't get over. I can't like that top four is my top four. So to
1: be fair, I would like to meet Bennett's family. I I don't know know if we're going to do that coronavirus. Are we zooming people? I don't know. But I need to, I want to be a fly on the wall. That's and what his I family mean. dinners. It's like, I don't necessarily think she wants to meet his family, but I do personally,
0: because <laughs> I need to know what they're like. I want to be his friend. Yeah. I want to be his friend. I just want yeah. to yeah, experience yeah. the life he is living with him, platonically. And like his robes. And I mean, I love a
1: robe. I get it. I'm like It's a good thing, I think, to be into, especially during coronavirus. I might as well wear a robe. I don't know. Exactly.
0: There, I mean, there's some great, there's some great dudes on the season. Riley Bennett, everyone, you know, we've mentioned like smart, attractive, kind. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're doing pretty well. It's not, I, this isn't a season I'm watching where I'm like, oh,
1: yes, I will agree with that. I think, okay. I'm wondering if Tasha is getting stuck with Claire's dates because the grown ass man challenge.
0: Um, very Claire.
1: Yes. Well, How many times Claire said she wanted a grown man. She wants a man. She wants a grown man. She said that Mm -hmm. every sentence. Yeah. And that does not. For one thing, that started to concern me about Claire. So it's probably good that she found hers and she went with it. I don't think that that feels like Tasha to me to be like, yes, I would like a grown ass man challenge that involves nothing pertinent to real life.
0: I don't like spelling limousine. <laughs> doing math
1: like, you don't need that <laughs> from a husband if your husband can't feel limousine, that's okay <laughs> that's fine <laughs> it's the internet okay. is free yes
0: <laughs> I don't know I echoed her concerns when she was announced that like I was hoping that it wouldn't be like Claire's you know remaining men not feeling the vibes with her because they were Claire's men initially or um, her not having you know dates tailored to her because they were claire's dates so we're mm-hmm. seeing a little bit of that come out um so i'm interested to see how it goes we did get a question uh in the little voice message box on my pod profile so thank you so much for submitting can you hear? okay can you hear this uh when i play Hello, this is Lauren, and I would like to share a comment slash question that I would love Ripple and Lauren to address during this episode. So my question is, why is it that when Claire was given the chance to apologize at the end of her journey on The Bachelorette, she her apologies were not authentic, and they tended to shift the blame towards the other men? That's a... That's an interesting question. And I have some thoughts. <laughs> Don't all- Hi to Lauren. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> so Lauren, you kick us off.
1: I mean, I think, you know, I feel like you phrased your question as why she did this. And I think your description of it kind of gives the answer. She shifted the blame to the other men because she did not want to accept the blame. She is very much misindependent. I'm going to do what I want. And she thinks that she shouldn't have to apologize for that. And while I don't think that there's any, no one is gonna force you to apologize for things you do to other people. That's just really not how the world works. But you should be able to see the consequences of your actions, especially when they're all standing in front of you. You should be able to understand that you put these men in a wild position brought them to the La Quinta, had them coronavirus tested multiple times to hang out with you, and then you don't want to hang out with them at all. And you took them from their families, you took them from their lives. Do you not feel sorry? Like maybe that's the answer is that she's not sorry. So that's why she didn't apologize. But I just think she is certainly trying to shift the blame elsewhere because she, I don't
0: know, she, I guess she just doesn't care. I think that, you know, her saying like, I'll apologize if I hurt you, I'll apologize if I wasted her time, but I won't apologize for love was very telling of her perspective on the matter where it's, she, I don't, I don't, again, I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth. So from my perspective, it it felt like, I don't think she thought she had anything to apologize for. Because it's love and that's what we're here for and that's the point of the show. So, like, why would you be mad at me? But they them being upset was valid. Like, they got, there were, there was a date where no one got the group rose because she said she didn't get what she wanted out of it. But every conversation was centered around Dale and the roast. Like, it felt, it's just mm-hmm. like there were a lot of things that kind of, co- like, you know, added up to, her, you know, choosing the path she's on. And I'm very happy for her, like, good for you that you found what you want. But it was totally, I think, valid for these guys to feel a little um, feel a little upset. And so it wouldn't really have taken a whole lot of emotional energy to be like, hi, guys. Uh, thank you so much for sticking around. Um, I do not want to waste your time because I have found what I'm looking for. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate getting to know you. And I am so sorry for, you know, the way kind of things have transpired, but I have to be true to myself and follow my path. But you guys are all wonderful. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Good night. Goodbye. Like it would have, it would it just would have been so much easier for you to it's just like such, give an apology. It's,
1: like, it's a fantasy land mentality, honestly, because I don't know. I think of past bachelorettes who have had to pol- to apologize for things. I mean, I think of Caitlin, who apologized for sleeping with one of the contestants. She came out, told everyone she did it, and apologized and got just, I mean, raked over the coals for it. And whether or not you are, I don't know, it's sort of like with any apology, you don't have to necessarily regret your actions or regret what you're doing, but you can also at the same time notice you're hurting people's feelings and that you're putting them in a bad position and you can apologize for that. It just seems, it's just an added, I don't know, an added thing to Claire's character. And we kind of saw more of that. I think when they had Claire and Dale together later on, like, come back to the couch and let's talk about your lives. And Claire, again, to me was sort of in fantasy land with, I want to have babies. And Dale ignored her, totally ignored the comment. And she was talking about being upset and like marching around the pool. And then Dale came and joined her and marched around the pool with her. And that was some heroic gesture of his. I don't know. I just feel like I... I just, it goes back to what we said at the beginning. I just feel like she has a lot of things she needs to work through and maybe part of that might be understanding consequences to your actions, even though you're certainly, as she told us many times, she is old enough to know that already.
0: It's the, you know, it's the self-awareness, right? It's being, and there is absolutely no hit to your strength or your self-confidence or your independence. When you apologize, Mm -hmm. when you kind of, when you take ownership of your actions and you say, I am aware of the fact that I did this, I know that this happened and I apologize for it. Like there were some things that I can excuse with producer manipulation. And then there are some that didn't feel like producer manipulation. It felt like her, for example, when she was telling producers to let's hurry this along. Yes. So she could have spent time with Dale or spending 45 minutes with him. Where she should have, you know, been a little bit more conscious of other people's time to like get to know everyone on like, you know, one of your first group dates, or even um, when she was sitting and speaking to someone and Dale quote unquote bumps into her for the second time and she calls him over. There yeah. are there are a couple of things that, you know, I have I have comments about, you know, like that's that rubbed me the wrong way a lot. But at the same time, am I gonna falter? For doing it, no, because at the end of the day, she's happy now and she's found what she's looking for. And I would have much rather her cut it off now and, you know, versus continue to like blatantly be into one guy and then build up like the tension. That would have been so painful.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I think she obviously didn't want to be part of this process, no matter what she said. And, you know, I'm also talking about awareness, I'm very aware that this is a television show that does not have a 100% success rate. So does this process actually work? I don't know. So why do we care if she's following the rules of this process? But you're being rude to other people. That's like the line, I feel like. I don't care if you want to leave, leave, but you could at least be kind about it as you're leaving all these men who have stood in line to meet you. I don't know. Again, I also... I know I could never do that. So I'm kind of maybe projecting on her. I cannot. Can you imagine just sitting in a room with 30 people and being like, hey, I'm dumping all of you right now and then I'm going to go.
0: I mean, ABC, this is uh, my audition to be the first (laughs) Indian bachelorette. Um, I tick all of the minority boxes. I'm tall, Mm -hmm. Indian, I'm depressed, and I'm not skinny. So there you have it. I think you would be a great
1: bachelorette, honestly. I think I would be a lot of fun, honestly. Start a campaign. I, Everyone listening, start a campaign, Ripple for Bachelorette. Let's oh my just God. Do
0: it. I turned 23 in a couple of weeks. It's uh, ripe age. Ripe. I want love. I want a husband, <laughs> says fun. the girl who's literally never been kissed. Like, let me just expose myself right now. I am- You want to be in the beauty and lifestyle space. That's fine. <laughs> Get in the vertical, Ripple. Okay, honestly, I really do though. So <laughs> like, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um no I have a big girl job I'm totally okay with my job and my life and everything I absolutely do not have the self-esteem to be on public television uh in front of millions of people to judge me and look at the fact that I have acne everywhere I just do not think I could do that no not for me but wow thank you guys so much for tuning in (laughs) thank you Lauren for coming on we really covered a whole lot well, There was a lot to cover. I feel like we're not
1: doing episode by episode, so we're just hitting the high points.
0: exactly. We're just like sitting and talking about it, right? So there you have it, folks. If you who's your pick? Who's my pick for what? Tasha, who's she picking? Oh God. Oh no. um it's it's either gonna be in my heart of hearts, it's either Brendan or Zaxi. That's yeah, why That's who I'm going for.
1: Yeah, I think it's Brendan. Okay. I think just get some record here with our picks so that we could yell about that later if we need. Yeah,
0: to. Yeah. um, I would put money on Brendan. Yeah. But I, I I really hope he oh god, he's so lovely. Um they're both so lovely. I hope he finds I could, a nice girl, even if it's not <laughs> I know I could I could wax lyrical about this all day. And yeah, uh Zaxi, if you're listening, I did see your DM and I will be finding you in 2021 for you to be on the podcast. So for those of you listening who are not Zaxi, uh, buckle up, babies. So there you have it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me this week on Listen. Make sure to visit my Twitter page at Listen With Roops, my Instagram at Listen With Roops, or my Facebook, which is also at Listen With Roops. Thank you so much again. Stay safe. Stay indoors. Have a lovely Thanksgiving weekend and have a wonderful rest of your week.